0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by a sophomore from the Bethel women's hockey team, Dylan Grylls. Uh Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going?
1: Going good. Um, Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I kind of want to start off the podcast just talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of working all the way up to where you are today. So uh, doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Sissago City, Minnesota. Uh, So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey?
1: Yeah, so um, I started playing hockey when I was four. Um, I'm pretty sure it was because my dad um, played hockey. A lot of my family members played hockey. My cousins play hockey. Um, And so I think my dad ended up just putting me in it. I don't know if that my mom, I think she wanted me to do dance, but my dad overrided that decision and had me in hockey. I was a multi-sport athlete. I played other sports like soccer and softball um stuff like that but yeah um growing up in Chicago, it's <laughs> it's a really small town compared to a lot of other schools um yeah small community everybody kind of knows everybody um i personally like that aspect about it but yeah
0: did you have a favorite player growing up whether it was a player on the wild or maybe a college hockey player from the gophers
1: Yeah. So, um, I didn't really have like a specific player growing up that I really like looked up to that was like from the NHL or, um, really any, I mean, I watched a lot of hockey, but I didn't really have a favorite, but I did, as I started growing up, I really looked up to, um, one of my cousins who's a little older than me. Um, and right now he just got drafted for the ECHL and, um, Yeah, his name is Dante Zapata, but that kid just, um, he was an inspiration for me because uh, every time I'd go to my grandparents' house uh, watching him, he was always willing to work. He was always in our backyard, um, just working hard, and uh, he'd be out in the street, stick handling, shooting pucks, and every time we came over for holidays, he'd always ask us to go out there and play, so yeah.
0: Well, congratulations to him. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, before college hockey, you played for your high school at Chisago Lakes. Uh, So talk about your experience there.
1: Yeah, um, my experience. So the first couple of years of high school hockey at Chisago, I had a lot of JV ice time. Um, I'd say my freshman and sophomore year, uh, like a lot of other players, I primarily played JV. And I think the biggest thing for me is my sophomore, junior year, I had some sort of switch that Um, I turned on and started to be a lot more serious about hockey, Um, and that's when I started to get some more varsity ice time, I'd say my uh, junior and senior year at Chisago, Um, but I really had to work, I think, for that position to start playing varsity hockey and just to get where I was my senior year.
0: And how did your high school hockey experience help you prepare for college hockey? Because it sounds like to me, um, going from JV to varsity really helped elevate your game and prepare you for the collegiate level.
1: Yeah, it did. So I would say the biggest thing that changed um, from playing JV to varsity and just into college hockey in general was my mindset. Um, I really like, I think that's something that a lot of players underestimate um, is just the mindset of going into practice every day, going into games every day. Um, stuff like that Uh, I really had to start focusing on that and going into practice and not just gonna lollygag in practice and stuff but I even started listening to motivational podcasts and whatnot um, and just stuff on just music and to get me motivated and a lot of other things as I had to start to be more competitive in practice primarily because that led into games being more competitive and stuff like that but yeah
0: What's the best memory you have from your high school hockey days when you look back on it now?
1: Yeah, that's an easy one. I think anybody uh, my age at Chicago can say that going to state our uh, senior year, that was that was an amazing experience for me. Um, Yeah, I'd say that was a peaking point in my hockey career because. Chicago, we broke so many records our senior year. We are such a small town. We never went as far as my senior year, like that we did, because we went we won our first state game and then lost our second state game to Gentry. Um, but yeah, we broke a lot of records. I even uh had the honor of being on a local news channel. Um that's cool. For yeah, for getting the game winning assist uh that I gave to uh yeah, I made a pass to Danny Burnett one hockey player going to UMD. um And she just sniped one in against Brack for the section final game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And talk a little bit more about the Minnesota high school hockey scene and what it's like being a player in that atmosphere because uh, I'm from the East Coast. So it's a little bit different out here versus what it's like in Minnesota. And I just think it's pretty cool that you can grow up and play for your hometown high school hockey team and get the chance to go play in the collegiate level because. In most states, that's not the case. You sort of have to move away from home in order to sort of be noticed by um, college hockey teams.
1: Yeah, and I noticed that a lot, um, like a lot with I'm super honored to grow up playing in Minnesota just because, you know, it's the state of uh, the state of hockey. And I know a lot of people that played on the East Coast that have come to Minnesota to play. And I'd say um, it's just a really close community, like the hockey community in general is so close i mean i have friends on teams like all over the place it seems like i know everybody like whether or not i'm friends with them but have just seen their face before um i just yeah it's a really close community i think it's also there's been a lot of recent improvements with the community like um foundations and programs starting to um help improve with like mental health because i know um you know the increase in mental health issues has been very, very horrible. Um, and so, and it's impacted even sports. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think that sports, you know, people that are in sports that that really affects anybody like that. But I know, um, you know, recently Sophie squad too, has like that that's college, but I mean, it's, there's just a lot of improvements with the hockey community and like people caring for more than just like hockey, like your own mental health and just other issues. So, yeah.
0: Now, talk about your recruiting process to Bethel and what made you want to go there for some of the schools you might have looked at.
1: Yeah, so actually, I didn't even um, commit to Bethel first. I first committed to Hamlin, um, and I'd say the biggest thing was committing to Hamlin. Natalie Darwitz was the coach for Hamlin when I first committed, and eventually she ended up taking an opportunity to go coach D1 at the U of M to be an assistant coach there, which super good for her. I absolutely love her as a coach, um, getting to know her. She was so, such a um, personable person. Like she just um, was very, like I can even call her today and she will answer. But um, I ended up realizing Hamlin just wasn't the scene for me. Um, and then I had a friend, Anna Hanson, who contacted me actually um, on the Bethel hockey team and was like, hey, like, why don't you come to Bethel if you don't like it there? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I'll check it all. Contact the coach. Contacted the coach. Um, he ended up reaching out to me and said, yeah, we have a spot on the team for you as a D. So I was like, all right, great. So that's that's how that ended up happening. But yeah.
0: What was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it just the speed of the game, physicality, or just decision-making when you have the puck, especially as a defender?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is the pace. You know, it's kind of a different pace going from – obviously going from high school to college. Um, And I would say just game strategies in general because you grow up um, learning specific strategies for your high school hockey team and having them be like for specific players and just – Everything like that. And so I think going to college, like not knowing any of the players, not knowing the coach, and just learning different game strategies, it's, um, yeah, just a completely different game in that aspect.
0: Now talk about the conference that you play in and just the competition you face every weekend because I feel like it's just getting better um, as the years go on. You've seen that uh, um, just in the national tournament scene as well.
1: Absolutely. I think um, my class especially, like my year we had – a lot of seniors graduating, a lot of people at my school playing sports. And I think that's how it is. It's just increased a lot over the years, especially with women's hockey. Um, but I would say growing up in the atmosphere that I did, um, especially with playing with exceptional hockey players that are committed to D1 in high school, um, I, the pace and the um, the competitiveness of college hockey it wasn't Exactly anything, extremely special. I'd say I I kind of expected it and I grew up with it. And yeah, so.
0: Now, during your first year, your team had to deal with many challenges due to the pandemic. Um, How did your team handle those challenges of having games being postponed, especially as a freshman when you're trying to get used to college hockey?
1: Yeah, it was tough. I think that any hockey player can say that it was tough. I mean, having to wear masks my senior year on the ice um, really impacted my game as well. it's it's it's, it was hard and I think that especially um because I had uh different views than most people um so I think I was impacted differently depending on like your view um but I'd say we handled it by having um it was kind of like split practices like we had some people skating outdoors and I know I was one of those people um So the people that like weren't allowed to be on the ice with the coaches and whatnot we would get together and we'd go hit the um hit the pond or whatever and skate outside just so that we could keep up and whatnot so yeah
0: now you got your very first collegiate hockey point against northland during your freshman year Uh, talk about that point and how it felt to finally contribute uh in the score sheet especially in one of your first games
1: yeah, I would say it's good. Um, I, I, like I said earlier, I don't think, you know, it's something special, I guess. I'm not exactly the type of person to measure my success by the points that I have specifically. I'm, I'm a lot more of like a team player or a playmaker. Um, so I guess I, the my first collegiate point, great, great to have. Good, to, it, It's a good feeling, but um, I kind of I accept it. I'm like, let's go. I'm humble about it. Um, But then I move on continue to do that.
0: Now, in your freshman year, your team beat St. Olaf and lost to Hamlin in the NCHA semifinals. Uh, What did you take away from your first playoff experience that has helped you during your sophomore year and that you think is going to help you during the rest of your college hockey time uh, with Bethel?
1: Absolutely. I think that was um, honestly another point for me that just made me start to work harder like over the summer I was working at heartland hockey camp and I was just surrounded by a bunch of hockey players some guys even going pro a bunch of junior um, boys hockey players and i'd say they and just like ending the season like that has made me think I do not want to end my season like that ever again like we need to work harder we need to put in the work and we need to um do better the next season so I think it was crucial for me just to work harder over the summer and come into the next season even better than i was before
0: And heading into this past year, uh, what was one thing you wanted to work on regarding your game?
1: Yeah, so um, specifically me, I guess, uh, work on speed, um, quick strides instead of the long strides, Um, getting at the corners quick. I'd say uh, my shot, getting shots through from the point um, is a big one for me and making sure that they're hard and low. Uh, Quick transitions, forward and backward, stuff like that. I'd say puck handling. Um, confidence those are all things that I worked on specifically so I need to continue
0: but, yeah. yeah what do you think was the biggest improvement you made to your game this year was it those things that you worked on
1: yes um but I would say just over the years in general not even specific specifically uh this past year I would say like my grit and my aggressiveness has gotten me through to like where I am now that was something like growing up You know, as a girl, um, I had a brother, but I just wasn't very like aggressive. I just never wanted to be. And that was something that I really had to work at. And my dad really had to, you know, push for me to do. And I think as I got older, I started to make my game a lot more aggressive. Um, I had a lot more grit when I played on the ice. And I think um, even Natalie Darwitz said that that was something that she really noticed about me as a player. And I think that's gotten me through to where I am now. And that's an improvement that was crucial for me.
0: Now, last season, uh, you guys upset the number 15 team in the country in Aurora during the beginning of the year. Uh, Talk about that upset and what it meant to your team, because I feel like your team can definitely use that win to build off for next season.
1: Yeah, so um, it was great. I guess, you know, everyone feels good, especially um one like that. But I guess, like I said, my mindset might be different than some of the players on my team, but I'm very much like I expect it. I expect us to win. I expect us to win every game that we go into. Um, and I wanna to continue to do that. So it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to come through like that and get that one. But I guess I'd say it's expected and I hope that our team continues to do that.
0: Now you're gonna be a junior on the team next year. It's crazy how time flies. So uh, yeah. what type of leadership do you wanna to bring to the team? Are you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player?
1: I'd say both. I have a little bit of both. I'm not someone that's going to take over the locker room and start, you know, something like that. But I'd say it's the little things. I mean, I'm there for people when I need them. I'm here to motivate. I definitely love to be a motivator and motivate people next to me in the locker room and get them pumped for practice, um, stuff like that. But I'm also a lead by example person. Um, I love to stick handle before games. And I've noticed that a lot of the freshmen, even this last year, started to stick handle with me before games and stuff. And so I think that All of that is crucial to being a leader. So,
0: And what are your team's goals and expectations for next season? It sounds like championship or bust, but is there any uh, other goals that might be in your team's radar that fans might not be aware of?
1: Uh, I think you pretty much got it on point. I would say just get to the playoffs and get a championship. I'm going to continue to make that a goal in my head each year. And hopefully, especially next year in my senior year that we can get one of those. Um, Cause even in high school, that was our goal. Like um, it was every single year, my freshman year to my sophomore year, beat Breck, beat Breck. Um, we need to win the section final game. And we need to beat Breck in order to get to the playoffs. That had been our goal and it didn't, happen until my senior year but we kept driving that into our brains every single year so i think that if we continue to say get to the playoffs win a championship continue to have that mindset and have that expectation we will eventually get there in the next couple years so
0: so we're now in a segment i like to call the non-hockey segment where i ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice so my first one is um what music do you like to listen to
1: yeah so i you know, unpopular decision. I listen to a lot of country music. I think I get that from my dad. You know, in high school, I listened to a lot more rap. And then I ended up realizing that I love country music. I also am a Christian, so I listen to a lot of worship music as well. But I'd say those are my, you know, two favorite. I go in between those two. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have to be ashamed of liking country music. I like I at yeah. least maybe here. I live near the city, so it's not really as popular. But yeah, I worked for a baseball team, and a lot of the guys were from like California and the South, and that country music's like super popular there. Yes, so I sort of got into it, and I'm sort—I would call myself a basic country fan because I pretty much only listen to like Morgan Wallen and Thomas Rhett. But hopefully, I can get into some of the old school stuff as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people that are just you know, quote unquote, basic, you know, listen to the Morgan Wallen. I'd say he's good too, but I'm you know, kind of a Cody Johnson um fan jason aldean yeah like that yeah that's good
0: that's good yeah what would the perfect day look like uh for you
1: so i think the perfect day that's that's honestly a tough question because you know i mean there's so much i would want to do but um overall i'd say i'd like to start my day like i said before i'm a christian i went to church today actually but i'd say start my day reading my bible um You know having some time for prayer and then i'd say the rest of the day just spending it with friends seeing my family seeing my dog and of course playing some hockey you know i love to do that especially outdoor outdoor hockey is so fun it's a blast there's so much creativity so many relationships you can create um on the odr but yeah
0: yeah you guys are lucky out in minnesota we don't really get those too much uh sometimes just because the weather's just too it's starting to become a little bit warmer Uh, throughout the winter than it used to be so
1: yeah oh my gosh we're so lucky for that too and I say a lot of like I mean a lot of the time that I spent like growing up a lot of it was on the outdoor rinks and like I have one in Chicago. there's one you know so many places you can go to just get on an outdoor rink especially in the winter up here so
0: now if there was a movie made about your life who would you want to play yourself
1: Oh my gosh. All right. This one's hard. I have not really thought too much about this one, but uh, I would say probably Amber Marshall because she, and you might not know who she is, but she's an actor that played in the movie series called Heartland. Um, and she just, she kind of looks a lot like me. She's blonde, you know, and I just, a lot of the characteristics that she has in the movie, I feel like I can kind of relate to. So, yeah.
0: yeah. What's the most embarrassing hockey moment you've ever had?
1: Oh, boy. All right. So I'd say the most embarrassing hockey moment would be I was playing for, I think, Premier Prep or Dynamo, something like that. Um, and I was younger, and a lot of the girls on the team were older than me. And um, I was D, and I was very much... Um, in this stage where I was trying to improve my aggressive play and whatever. And so uh, there was this really, really, really big girl um, that was uh, coming down on a one-on-one with me. And it seemed like nobody, she was the one who was scoring all their points and she had some sick hands, but she um, didn't skate very fast. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the body on this one. And so I just absolutely put on the brakes went full force towards this girl. She just, she leaves the puck, drops her shoulder and (laughs) launches me into the air. And so (laughs) that would be the most embarrassing. I was airborne and I landed on my tailbone and we both had to go to the penalty box. And it was just, that was brutal. My dad was laughing in the stands and like, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that was an embarrassing one.
0: As long as there's no pictures of it, that's all that matters. Uh,
1: I hope not, but you know, a lot of people remember it, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a good grit photo though, because you can take the hits, which, uh, which not every (laughs) player can do. So I'll tip my cap to you on that.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: Uh, who on the Bethel women's hockey team has the best style besides yourself? Oh man. All
1: right. Uh, Best style, I would give it to Helga and O C. So that's Julia Helga and Maddie O'Connor. Um, those two—they're freshmen. They were freshmen this past year, and they came in with just the greatest style on our team. And like, um, they could make sweatpants look good. So, yeah.
0: What is the most interesting thing you've ever seen this week?
1: So, I would say. Over this week, I've seen a lot of clips about something that happened last week. Um, but a lot of hockey players probably know uh, it was the almost goalie fight with Flurry and Binnington. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was mic'd up too, but there's just been a lot of clips on it this week that I've seen like on Instagram and a bunch of Instagram hockey accounts. So I'd say that's the most like interesting and like funny thing that I've seen this
0: week. Yeah, I'm kind of upset at the linesman for not letting them go, you yeah. know, because. I don't want, I'm a Bruins fan, and Bennington obviously won that cup, but I don't like his attitude. I feel like he always is angry at people and wants to fight people. So I think it would have been necessary for Flory to sort of at least let him go and hopefully get that anger out of him and hopefully teach Bennington a lesson because he just bothers me a lot. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: especially after that blocker to the face dude yeah. that's got to hurt like my best friend's a goalie and she messes around with me sometimes but full force blocker to the face like ouch that one's yeah. got to hurt so yeah
0: <laughs> i think for me just hold the college hockey like tournament stuff uh i was I've basically just been watching hockey all weekend and uh, just seeing the frozen four matchups i'm just interested to see how that all plays out
1: yeah i agree yeah
0: and then, last non-hockey question is: If you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why?
1: Um, I would say I love comedians. Um, so I would say Chris Pratt or Melissa McCarthy, if you know who those people are. Um, I love what Chris Pratt like stands for, and I think he's just a straight-up kind of guy. But, um. Yeah, also Melissa McCarthy, because all the movies that I've seen that she's in, she's just absolutely hilarious. And I hope that she is also like that outside of her movies. Um, but yeah, I would love to sit down
0: with those two. Yeah, I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan and Chris Pratt's one of the funniest characters uh, on that show. So that would be a yes. good one for sure.
1: Yes, uh, I, love, I love that show. I watch that too.
0: Now, getting back to some hockey questions now, first one is uh, for all the listeners that listen to this pod, what advice do you have for them on what it takes to make it to the college hockey level where you are today?
1: I would say um, the biggest thing is you really just need to work hard. And a lot of people might not notice it right off the bat. Like, um, and you need to accept that. Like, you need to know, like to just keep your head down and keep pushing, never be satisfied with where you're at. I think that's the biggest thing is to just continue to push and yeah, never be satisfied with where you're at. Contact coaches as well. That's something that I regret not doing in high school um, is I would say if you really want to go to a school, especially if you want to go to a D1 school, contact coaches, have connections, relationships, um, create those types of things and like really invest in creating a profile for yourself. I never really um, created a profile for my- profile for myself in high school but I really think that if I did it would have made um, a big difference so I think that if you really do want to play college hockey whether it's the D3 or D1 level create a profile for yourself work hard and contact
0: coaches or do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates family members friends uh, feel free to do that now the floor is all yours
1: yeah I just shout out my dad uh, my mom and my brother and probably my best friend who got me to play for Bethel Anna Hansen. Um, It was funny because my dad always mentions like, you know, how in the high school state hockey tournaments, all the boys come up and say, hey, mom. And they never say, hey, dad. And he's like, he gets so butthurt about it. He's like, what happened to the dad, the guy who puts in all the effort uh, on hockey practices and all these guys come up and say hey to the mom. And so I have to say hey to my dad on here. But
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dylan, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It was a pleasure getting the chance to meet and talk with you today. And I really enjoyed our discussion. And I wish you nothing but the best for any future endeavors you might have, but also rest of your uh, collegiate career as well with Bethel. I know you guys are going to work hard and uh, definitely compete for a trophy uh, the next two years you're there. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys accomplish.
1: Yes, thank you so much. It was awesome meeting you. me